tables everybody just leave all your clothes on <laughs> welcome into the show good afternoon welcome in everybody happy mother's day to all of you yeah happy mother's day to all the moms happy mother's day to all the stepmoms all the mothers-in-law and the moms and the grandmas and you know what i'm gonna go one step further and say to all the dads who have to be mr moms happy mother's day to you Welcome into the show. My name is Ultimate DJs, and you are listening to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Let's find out who's partying with us here on Mother's Day 2020. Server sound off. You guys hit it, and let's roll. Mr. Vita Vita says, Server 131 says, hello. Welcome into the show. Truck and Chick on Server 26. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to you, Crush, on Server 22. Hello, hello. Special love to you. Appreciate you, yeah. Hey, Assimilated Fox, European Server 146, welcome to the show. Tabby Moza on 20, hello. Britannian, greetings from Server 149. I beg it on 32. Andrew, Server 148, locked and loaded. Stevens Aaron is here on server 129. Welcome in. Boogie Borg on server 13. Trash Panda and Hank on servers 15. Appreciate you guys being here. Sinclair joining us from server 29. Shout out to you, my friend. Mistress of Mayhem on 17. Lady Kess and Wicked Witch. Happy Mother's Day to you, ladies. Joining us from server 15, Mr. Big on server 189. Virtual Army on 135. Hello, hello. Hudson on 146. Hello. Welcome into the show. Uh, Dunk on 15. Battle Droid on 13. Jayberg on 32. Welcome into the show Just Skippy on 15. Hello there. Gallum on server 21. Hello. So on 32. Happy Mother's Day. The airlock you go and Durblitz on server 15. Hello. Dark Lord on 13. Oh snap, a penguin. <laughs> Love that username. Server 8, welcome into the show. Wham on 15. Hello. Death Dealer. Gia on 15. Hello there. Boaz from uh, server 14, the Remus server. Hello to you. Admiral Dad on 15. Forex on 15. Hello. Welcome in to the show. Hope you guys are having a wonderful weekend here so far. Yeah. I don't know about y'all. The weather's a little bit chilly where I am. <laughs> a little bit chilly, but it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Welcome into the show, the Mother's Day edition of Talking Trek Live, where we will celebrate and uh, and educate and teach and talk about what's going on in the world of Star Trek Fleet Command here today. I appreciate you guys all being here. Welcome into the show. My name is Ultimate DJs, and happy Mother's Day to all who apply. Okay, and that and that's not just bio moms, right? That is stepmoms. That's mothers-in-law. That's um, the grandmas. That is uh, Mister Moms out there. Okay, Mister Moms, happy Mother's Day to you because there are there are a lot of Mister Moms out there okay so uh everybody Why, gets thank the, you very uh, much everybody gets the recognition today if you uh, if you fill the mom role okay so i uh, appreciate you guys all being out here um real quick uh if you'll give me just 10 seconds i got somebody 
uh, private messaging me wanting a link into the show. So we're going to provide this link. Join the Discord and hop in the podcast voice room where you can join us. Right click and invite the server. There you go. Uh, Yeah, very good. Welcome into the show, everybody. we got a lot to get to today. Lots of good stuff to talk about and uh, some interesting happenings in the world of Scopely today uh, or this week, rather. You know, I I went into Wednesday's show. You guys heard me go into Wednesday's show and I had given Scopely an A uh, for the mechanics of the event, uh, everything leading up to ARC 4. I'd given them a grade of an A. Um, unfortunately, a few items happened this week that might cause me to uh, break out my red marker uh, this week. Now, not all bad. Not all bad. There was some good, but there was definitely some confusion and some division within the community. We're going to talk all about it coming up here in just a few moments. But first, of course, it's time to get into stupid our stupid news. No! Yeah, let's get into it. News. It's time for news. the news. Yes! Yeah, Durr. He says it was an F for fire at will. (laughs) Fire at will. That was part of it. Yes, that was part of it. Let's talk all about it uh, as soon as we wrap up our news here. Uh, Guys, speaking of uh, parents today and celebrating parents, did you guys hear about this? Elon Musk is in the news and confirmed that he named his baby XAEA-12. I kid you not. XAEA-12. That's his child's name. And he has confirmed that it does not stand for the uh, virus name, for influenza. Of course not. Because influenza is uh, contagious, whereas no other kid's going to get this name. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, yeah, the baby's name is really X, and I'm probably not even saying it right, okay? XAEA-12 which stands for my dad smokes pot (laughs) you know it's bad you know it's bad when even kim kardashian says that the baby's name is ridiculous all right the good news is actually for gwyneth paltrow's son apple uh who will finally have someone to make fun of at school (laughs) but her other son moses he never gets picked on kid walks on water so you don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you. That was good. Uh, let's see. The U.S. Supreme Court has unanimously overturned the convictions in Chris Christie's Bridgegate scandal. The New Jersey governor was accused of closing traffic on the GW Bridge to get back at the mayor in Fort Lee, New Jersey. But the court realized Christie would never, ever actually do that because it would hold up all the pizza delivery guys. So uh, <laughs> there's no way. That's the evidence right there. Uh, It was a crazy time in his political career. Christie was being asked by his advisors to step down and then step up and then step down. Repeating this motion for 30 minutes a day, Christie called this foreign. (laughs) Yes. Uh, A co-bank survey found that a meat shortage is pushing prices to unprecedented heights. So if you go to the grocery store, don't have a cow. It'll cost you extra. (laughs) Cost extra. The mayor of Moscow says the city's coronavirus cases are triple what the government is telling people. Vladimir Putin has reached out to the mayor's family to console them on his suicide, which was awkward because the mayor was standing right there when Putin called. So uh, sorry. Sorry about uh, your family's tragedy. A surveillance video... (laughs) Yes. A surveillance video from an Indian bank that caught a monkey 
ripping an ATM out of the wall has gone viral. It makes more sense, though, when you see the price of bananas over in India right now. Let's just say they turned him into Furious George. <laughs> oh, I'm doing good today. I'm doing good today. How about this? Uh, JB down in the uh, city of Miami. An incident captured by the city of Miami Beach. Uh, code enforcement officer's body camera shows a man so angry that he isn't in, inside uh, or isn't allowed inside a Publix without wearing a mask that he curses the officer and the employees. All right, in the video, the man could be saying there's no pandemic and he's filing a lawsuit, says that his constitutional rights are being violated. The man then lashes out at the grocery store's code enforcement officer and employees before storming, uh, storming off. He says, you're in violation of my constitutional and civil rights. I am allowed to buy groceries. The video comes following similar incidents in Michigan, including one at a family dollar where a security guard was killed over an alleged disagreement involving a face mask. I don't understand why people are so mad about wearing face masks. It's a safety thing, right? Besides, in Miami, you think they'd be used to it because Marlins, can, uh, Marlins fans always cover their face, right? <laughs> I'm serious. It's a thing. He sounds like a selfish, entitled brat to me. Which of the people, uh, which the people of Miami haven't seen in a while because the Kardashian girls moved back to L.A., so they're just not used to it, I'm guessing. Uh, let's see what else we have. Joe Biden's uh, campaign has yet to narrow down the field of female vice presidential choices. Uh, they say Joe is still feeling things out. <laughs> Frontier Airlines. You guys, yeah, thank you. Uh, Frontier Airlines is in the news. By the way, this is the airline I was telling you about the other day that, that were taking seats out. This is actually, okay, so I, I stand corrected on that article. Here's what they're doing. <clears throat> Frontier Airlines <clears throat> is guaranteeing passengers an empty middle seat. They're not going to remove the seats, but they're guaranteeing passengers an, em an empty middle seat for an extra $39, making it the first time in history it costs more money to eliminate the middleman. Spirit Airlines, you know, I love to make fun of Spirit Airlines. Spirit Airlines was shocked by this. They said, you give people seats? <laughs> Yes. Uh, let's see. Guys, get this. This is cool news. Researchers from the Washington State School of Medicine have successfully disabled the obesity gene in mice and can now prevent them from becoming fat even if they're fed a high-fat diet. This is cool news, actually. I think it's kind of cool. I love that while the whole world is trying to get a coronavirus vaccine, these scientists were like, you know, we got a lot of fat mice out there. Right? <laughs> I'm serious. This is that's actually kind of cool news, man. Kind of cool news. They found the obesity gene. They've turned it off. A uh, Florida sheriff is under fire after photos surfaced that show him partying alongside a bunch of naked models. The whole thing could have been avoided, avoided if he had just invited his superiors. Uh, but uh, they say they say he was naked with a bunch of orgy participants, is what the complaint read. Of course, it's not P PC to call them orgy participants. You're supposed to call them swing voters. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's good. Uh, let's, let's see what else we got here. I got a couple more. That will stop. Uh, two Russian doctors are dead, and one remains in critical condition after they all mysteriously fell out of a hospital window after criticizing the government for a lack of supplies. They're saying these doctors mysteriously fell out a window because normally people who criticize the government just get shot. Uh, and finally today, AMI, the company that owns the National Enquirer, is petitioning the government for a bailout. 
Things are bad over at the Enquirer. Last week, they had to lay off Bigfoot. And the Loch Ness Monster was sighted, finally, on LinkedIn. <laughs> but <laughs> seriously, does anybody else see the irony in this? Here's what happens. Anybody else find the irony in this? We finally get a real UFO video from the government. And now, the Enquirer is going broke. How does that happen? I don't don't understand how that is actually a thing. And there, ladies and gentlemen, is your stupid news. Uh, Please go ahead. Yes. Thank you. You do not need to hold your applause, ladies and gentlemen. I I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I had oh, finally. Uh, I had time to prepare the stupid news for today. Yes. Uh, yes, Tavi Moses given me a slow golf clap this week. Appreciate that very much. Guys, uh, we got a lot to get to today. Let's dive right in. We've got some teaching to do. We're going to talk. Uh, yes, Durr, I did prepare. I did prepare. I wrote all kinds of good jokes. It was better than Wednesday's show. Wednesday was terrible. I, I mean, uh, Wednesday was bad. Wednesday's stupid news was probably the worst we've ever done. <laughs> it was bad. Hey, guys, welcome into the show. My name is Ultimate DJs. We had a lot happen this week. So Wednesday, we were on the air for a long time. Wednesday, we went on the air for over four hours to provide you guys content around the Borg, around the maintenance patch, around Chen and Saul and all that stuff, and uh, craziness because those shows have been downloaded like a crazy number of times. Four hours, Snake Eyes. You got it. Four hours of of content. It was actually like three hours and 48 minutes. Uh, thank you, Durr. He says good content. It was. I, I felt like it was good content. It was a lot. Uh, so, you know, for those of you who didn't have four hours to spend with me on Wednesday, uh, they are both available on the podcast uh, uh, platform. So you can go and download those and get caught up because there was a lot of good information in there. Um, and uh, that day, like I said early in the show, I gave Scopely the grade of an A based on the frequently asked questions and the mechanics that we were expecting to see. Now, I'm going to um, I'm going to break out my red marker here a little bit. We're going to mark up this uh, this grade here a little bit because then we had a couple of new events this week. Now, the events that we had, let's start with uh, target practice one. All right, well, and, and we still have this help event. They Good said, one. let me start with the help event because that one's easy. That one's super easy. You get 60 helps, you get the points. They told us in the frequently asked questions that there's going to be two daily events. Two daily events where you are going to be able to accumulate war funds and uh, war points to be contributed to your alliance milestones, okay? I hope your alliances are doing well. Believe it or not, I spent a lot of time on the official Discord over the last couple of days, and people thought that the alliance milestones were ridiculously out of reach. There's two things that I want to comment on that. One, uh, to one gentleman who told me that he had 10 actives in his alliance, yeah, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle, buddy. Ten actives is not going to get it done. Ten actives is not going to get it done. If you, and I I said this to somebody, if you could not, as an alliance, pass Crucible of War, then you're not going to do well in this event. But now it's too late. Now it's too late. You can't change alliances because we're already seeing reports of players changing alliances and not getting the alliance rewards. So, guys, listen, you may not be in the perfect alliance for this event, but it's better than nothing at all. Do not change alliances at this point. Don't change alliances at this point because you're going to eliminate yourself from the next 16 days worth of content. Don't do it. At least as far as the alliance milestones are concerned. Okay? There are still going to be many events. There's still going to be Transwarp Cells. There's still going to be Borgmatas. There's still going to be uh, Armada Directives given out. Okay, But if you'll notice, you're, if you max out your Alliance Milestones event, for most of you, you can get 20 Mega Cube Directives. That's enough to run two Mega Cube Armadas for every player in your Alliance. Okay, that's big when you think about it, guys. 
everybody, so you, let's say, and, and, and some alliances have more than 70, but let's use 70, all right, that means your alliance can start 140, okay, 140 mega cube armadas if you max out the event. Guys, I mean, I, I don't know what the mega cube's going to uh, consist of. I don't. I don't know what the loot tables are. I don't know what the prizes are. I don't know what the mechanics are. I don't know if you have to kill it. I don't know if you have to damage it. I don't know what the situation is. But 140 armadas, that's pretty stinking awesome. All right? Pretty stinking awesome. Assimilated Fox says uh, 70, oh, 72 uh, members in your lines. I got you. I thought, okay, never mind. So, yeah, I mean, it, using 70 as a baseline, you're going to get 140 mega armados. Okay? Mega cube armadas. Guys, that's pretty significant. That's big, and that's a nice gift as a free-to-play progression. You just need a strong alliance. Okay, uh, Chala says incorrect. You can join now and still get points. I don't know. I've gotten several reports. I've gotten several reports of players saying that they have not been able to get the rewards so far. Okay, we'll go into the uh, the alliance where you started the event. So your point, yeah. So you're you're if you left an alliance, your points are still contributing to the old one. Chala, I'd like to investigate that a little bit with you, buddy, because I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. Okay, not a hundred percent sure about that. Now, Lord Thomas. Let's let's go back to your math, okay? I know that's the second thing people are saying. Well, there's not enough points. Just like over the last 90 days, Lord Thomas, just like over the, the first three arcs, the number of points per day is not static. It has been for the last four days, and Scopely even told us that. They said that uh, these points were going to dramatically increase beginning with phases two and proceeding through three, all right? So max points is not, you're not calculating max points correctly because this is not the scale of which we're going to see all throughout the entire arc, okay? Starting small, starting small. Yeah, Snake Eyes is right. Don't try to math it out, all right, because they're going to be increasing. They're going to be increasing. Okay, so um, Britannia says, DJ, do you think that the Switch Alliance was explained well enough? I mean, on this show, it definitely was. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, and it was in the Frequently Asked Questions. It was in the News Center. It was in the official Discord. Now, you know, granted, if you don't engage with the community, you're probably, you, you may have missed this announcement. But, I mean, the community is a big part of this game. So do I think that Switch Alliance was explained well enough? I think that there were plenty of opportunities for you to get the announcement, okay? I think that there were plenty of opportunities for you to get the announcement, but unfortunately some people have not, uh, some people have not got the message. And Vita's right. It's always been that way, okay? It's always been that way. I mean, this is not a new mechanic for this event. It's always been that way. So, you know, you got to be, got to be careful about that. Okay. Got to be careful about that. Um, but nonetheless, uh, the, the one of the two mini events that we've had over the last four days was this, uh, uh, helps event Esprit Decor. I was told I pronounced it wrong on Wednesday. Esprit Decor. It's French and, uh, it means in the spirit of the team. Oh, well, it's appropriately named. Help your team, help your team. Okay. Help your alliance members hit the purple help button and get points. Super easy. Super easy. No one should not be hitting that. All right. I guess unless you're in an alliance of 10 people, then you're not going to hit that one either. Okay. So, uh, yeah, if you're in an alliance of 10 people, you might not hit that one either. All right. So just, again, strong team. Be part of a healthy, active team. Anyway, um, so then we had target practice. Now, let's break these down. Target practice one, two, three, and four. We're going to spend just a couple minutes on each of these, and I invite some of your guys' feedback. Target Practice 1 came out. I personally had no problem with it. Uh, it was a Tala. 
It was a Fendra, and it was the Baby Jelly, Jelly 1.0, in three designated systems. All right, did not matter your ops level, uh, didn't matter anything. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure Ops 10 Plus got to play this event. Is that correct, guys? 10 Plus got to play this event, and that was that was it. Now, the official Discord, in its true nature, was full of negativity because people said it was a whale event. <laughs> a whale event. Are you kidding me right now? Seriously? <laughs> a whale event? Off as well. A whale event? Yeah, whales flying around in a jellyfish. You got it. Guys, I am not faulting you for not paying a jelly. If you're a true free-to-play, that's fine. I'm not making fun of you. I'm not teasing you in the least. But don't expect to be on the same playing field as someone who does spend. I mean, guys, you know, there's a lot of entitled attitudes on the official Discord lately, and I just I feel like it, it's silly to me, but maybe we should address it. If you're a free-to-play, that's great. I applaud you. I appreciate you being here. Uh, good job on the progression that you've made, okay? But don't expect to be on the same playing field as people who have spent hundreds or thousands of dollars. I mean, it's not going to happen, okay? I don't know why you would expect that to happen. It's not going to happen. It'll never happen in this game, so don't expect it to. And if you truly, if you truly expect that you can go up against somebody 20 ops levels higher than you and, and want it to be a fair playing field, you're in the wrong game. You're in the wrong game, okay? So I, I'm sorry, all right? Yeah, Vita, he, he said, you all complained about having too much G2. This was your chance to beef up a ship and use it. <laughs> there you go, all right? Boogie Borg says, I'm free to play, and I have the jelly. You know what? For some servers of a certain age, the jelly was finally made available for free, okay? So I, I just, you know, calmly and respectfully and and friendly like i just want to tell you i mean you, you it's never going to be the same playing field it was definitely not a whales event i mean you can buy a jelly for 50 bucks if you really want to now I, i'll also say this for those of you lower level players who might be thinking about a jelly and you're like oh i don't want to waste you know money on a crazy low power ship you can buy the jelly at ops 12 and it will last you through ops 20 all right. Believe it or not, now granted, Ops 12 through 20 can progress pretty quickly, but but as far as a ship that lasts as many rounds, there's actually not very many ships in the game that will last you as long as far as Ops range goes as the original Baby Jelly. Okay, Some people have argued with me that a Sally uh, will last you as many rounds in the upper levels, and I, I don't disagree. I still use my Sally occasionally. Okay, but the jelly for an Ops 12, that lasts you all the way to 20. That's a pretty good spread right there. Okay, that's a pretty good little spread. So if you're thinking about it and you're early, I'm not going to discourage you from buying that ship. It will serve you all the way to Ops 20. Okay, so uh, it's it's not a bad little ship. So the people who had it had an advantage. (gasps) Shocking. The people who had the jelly had an advantage. I don't know why you'd expect any different, okay? But nonetheless, there were still two other ships, all right? Uh, The Fendra and the Tala. And you got an emergency Fendra, (laughs) the emergency Fendra. All right, so just in case you had scrapped everything, they gave you the ship to use for free. Absolutely free, okay? So then we go into these systems, we bash heads. Now, people say, well, it wasn't fair because you had jellies creaming everybody. Well, you know, if you're riding around in a Tier 1 Fendra, you are going to lose Okay, you're going to lose. But 
Don't worry. Don't worry. Just for those who were concerned about not being able to complete the event, you still were able to complete the event because you got points for losing. You got points for losing. Lord Thomas, you got it. People complained about the free blueprints. I have so many of these. What do I need more for? Well, it wasn't for you. Okay, it wasn't for you. If you've got 500 blueprints, then obviously that gift wasn't for you. Guess what? They gave you more blueprints to be able to uh, scrap a little bit later and get some resources. Thank you, Scopely. Thanks. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, Vankman says, didn't need the jelly. Never had one. Still finished the event. Guys, because you got points for losing. And, and I would imagine if Vankman didn't lose all his points, I bet he won a few battles too. Okay, I uh, saw reports all over the place. All right, I saw reports all over the place that people were taking out jellies with talas. Uh, Bull, you said it early on, uh, or it might have been Skippy, I don't remember. With a proper crew, you could actually be very successful in a tala. Okay, just like the Kumari. You guys remember the Kumari, which we'll talk about here in a couple minutes, but the Kumari was a great ship when properly crewed, would absolutely take out level 26 faction ships. Okay, so yeah, it, it wasn't for you. That emergency fender, it wasn't for you. Okay, but Snake Eyes is right. If the people who didn't need them didn't get them, they would have cried that that wasn't fair. Uh, it's it's silliness to me. But anyway, there was target practice one. You got three points for a kill, so you only needed fifteen kills or forty-five losses. Uh, if you went up there and you had a good crew, you could probably get two to three to four kills before you took a loss. All right, I finished target practice one. I think in four or five runs. Granted, I had a jelly. All right, and I used it, um, but uh, I didn't spend a whole lot of time on crew. I was still able to get my kills, and I went home. Then target practice two happened. So target practice one had a lot of people complaining because it was a whales event because people had jellies. <laughs> I'm sorry, I disagree with you. You're entitled to your opinion. I got no problem with that, but I, I disagree. I think that's a silly complaint. Target practice one so went off relatively as intended. Okay, target practice two came in target practice two was rough target practice two got pulled because target practice two wanted to ramp it up and use the three star ships kira vaklis and kumari okay that was a that was good that was good target practice two allowed people to use the three star common ships except it didn't function it didn't function chick you said is this the second event ever pulled um I can think of two right off. I can think of two immediately. I can't remember. I think there has been a third. I can't remember. I think there was a third, but but nonetheless, I can think of two for sure. You're right, Durr. The gas mining one and then target practice two. Target practice two was pulled because the Kira was not registering points. It didn't work at all. So very quickly, by the way, you know, I'll give Scopely a little bit of credit here. They identified the problem pretty quickly. They relaunched Target Practice 1 and gave everybody a compensation chest for, more, for the exact same amount of points that you would have won had you completed it. Okay? So, for example, all right, if a player did not complete the event, say they were using Akira and they did not complete the event, okay? they thought they were working on it but the points weren't registering and you got no points, then uh, not only did you get a chest with all of the points and rewards for that day, but then they relaunched Target Practice 1 and let you earn them again. Okay? Let you earn them again. So you got twice as much. All right? But yes, of course, there was a side effect. There was a side effect because if you didn't use the Kira, if you went in and actually did complete the event, if you did complete the event, then you got the points. 
Then you got the bonus chest, and then you got target practice one, and you got to do it again. So you could have received triple points if you were an early player. And by the way, Durr, you're right. They were very fast on fixing it. We're talking, what was it, less than 30 minutes? Less than 30 minutes? You're right, chick. She says, but everyone whined that those who did compete in target practice two got more points than me. Oh, stop worrying about everybody else. Worry about yourself. Right, truck and chick? It was like babysitting a room full of kindergartners on, uh, on Tuesday. Okay? Uh, or, uh, sorry, on Thursday. Was it Thursday or Friday? I've even lost count of the days. <laughs> I've lost count of the days. It, it, yeah, people were whining that it's not fair because they got more points and, and they got more currency, so that means that they can buy an extra 7 of 10 officer shard. Um, oh, my gosh, really? You're going to make that big of a deal over one shard. One shard. But, yes, but, yes, if I'm admitting it, then the early adopters, you're right. Golly, you Gen 1 players. Golly, shame on you for being active. Shame on you for being online at the event reset and playing the event. Shame on you. Shame on you. All right? The only players that I truly feel bad for in this scenario, the only players that I truly feel bad for in this scenario were the active players, were the ones who were on at event reset but had to use the Kira. Okay, I feel bad for those guys because they didn't get the points and they even did the work. So that's I, I do feel I do feel bad for those guys. That is a very, by the way, a very select group of people, a very select group of people, and I do feel bad for those folks because they did do the work. All right. Um, however, compensation was granted. You didn't lose anything. You actually got a little bit more. Okay, you got a little bit more, and I th- and I feel like it was okay. If you're worrying about yourself and not about everybody else, because I'll also point this out, guys, it's not necessarily a big deal that everybody that somebody might have gotten more rewards than you. Okay, because you're not competing. This is not an alliance leaderboard. Okay, this is an alliance milestone. Okay, so it's not really a big deal. Okay, you're if you're active, if you're on a good team, if you're in an active alliance, a healthy alliance, you're going to finish those milestones. I'm here to promise you. I'm here to promise you. Listen to what I'm saying, guys. All right. If you demonstrate the same active uh, ability as you did during Crucible of War, if you stay on your team, if you make sure that at least 70 players or 60-some, 65 or 66 players every day during this Phase 1 are getting all 200 points, you're fine. You're fine. Play as a team. Keep your team active. Keep your team motivated. You're going to be fine. I promise at the end of all this, it's not going to matter about these points. Because you're going to max out the milestones, and that's ultimately the reward. Okay, so you don't have to worry about it. Okay, Lord Thomas says almost never start new events right away just to make sure there are no bugs. I'll tell you why I disagree with that, Lord Thomas, was for the same thing that happened Thursday. I'll always play a new event as quickly as possible because Scopely has done this not just this week, but multiple times throughout the past. When there's a problem, they issue compensation. And you know what? Gregor said this the other day, guys. I don't mind as much. I know Truck and Chick is going to jump on me, but Chick, hear me out. I don't mind super huge when there's a bug like this because Scopely, at least over the last few months, go ahead and admit it, guys, Scopely over the last few months has been pretty generous with their compensation chests. Okay? They're given compensation, and they're not usually bad. Okay, so yeah, 
I went out and I did it quick. <laughs> I did it quick. Yesterday, yesterday, Target Practice 3 launched. Ooh, Target Practice 3 got me excited for a minute. Now, my excitement probably my excitement probably got a little too overzealous yesterday because I did actually made I, I made a few people mad. So I am going to apologize right now to one individual who I know personally and that I upset to a point where he was literally very angry at me and I'm going to apologize to devs. Okay, we had words on the official discord like we had an actual argument fight on the official discord. I didn't even know it was him. He has a different username over there. All right. And then he came back over here and sent me a message and I and I, you know, I didn't realize it was him. Okay, didn't realize it was him. But anyway, I apologize to you devs for for being angry at you because you were angry at me. We just had a disagreement on how to play this event. Okay, but let's talk about it. Target Practice 3 was launched, and if you used a Vidar, if you used any of the three faction ships at Ops 26, and there was one other one, somebody help me out, I don't remember what it was. There was a fifth ship there. Uh, oh, the Kumari. Okay, if you used any one of those ships, then you could PvP anything blue anywhere in the galaxy. No system was safe. No ship was safe. No miners were safe. Okay? Dunk says I completed it and moved on. Some people did. Some people played the event for a solid 24 hours. Okay? This was a PvPer's paradise. Okay? This was a PvPer's paradise. Um, because <clears throat> it, the game finally, after a year and a half, told you to go kill anything that was blue. Gave you points to kill anything that was blue. Assimilated Fox says, I wish it was 450 kills and not 45 points. Venkman says, we needed a leaderboard for that one. <laughs> Death Dealer says, I swept Kaisu clear in five minutes and I was done. Death Dealer, I did the same thing. I swept uh, Pekka, the crystal mining system. I swept it and was done and did get fan mail. <clears throat> now, here's the difference. You got lucky. I got no mail. Well, I did get fan mail. And here was the difference. Okay. And shout out, by the way, to Admiral Daddy, who, uh, uh, not sorry, not Admiral Daddy. What's your name? Admiral Dad. Admiral Dad, who sent me and said, are we having a bad day, DJ? <laughs> Yours was probably the, the <laughs> cutest. It was probably the best. He said, I mean, as soon as I hit him, he said, are we having a bad day? And I responded to him with a chuckle, and I said, no, actually, I'm just trying to complete the event. I said, go check it out. All blues are fair game. I'm going to get my 15 kills, and I'm going to stop. Uh, of minors. And I'll tell you why I did. Now, there was, I got a lot, of, uh, a lot of people disagreeing with me on the official Discord. Why did you have to take out minors? Why did you violate, violate ROE? Here's why. First of all, ROE is not a real thing. ROE is not a game mechanic invented by Scopely. Okay, it's not. Okay, that is not a part of the game. That is community. That is community organization. And I applaud it, by the way. If your community can uh, agree and, and get along on a set of common rules, then great. I'm happy for you. Okay, but that's not a part of this game at its core. That is not the deal that Scopely presented to us. Okay, and so yesterday, even, listen, there was a lot of people unsure, myself included, myself included. I wasn't sure that that was the intention. And then the moderators came out and said, yes, we have confirmed uh, with LiveOps, this event is functioning as intended for this 24-hour period. Nobody is safe. 
<laughs> that was such a glorious 24 hours. What a great announcement that was. Now, I say great announcement because you guys know I'm a PvPer, okay? Uh, for those of you who, and this is where me and uh, devs got into a big argument. Okay, he said, "Well, people who shouldn't, people who don't want to participate in this event, shouldn't be forced to, or they shouldn't lose progression with their miners, or shouldn't this or that." And I said, "Okay, all right, I, I can agree that this event is not tailored for you, all right." But my argument then became, "Why then am I expected to participate in weekly scheduled mining events and week-long mining events?" when it's been over a year since the last PvP day. Over a year since we had an actual event designed around PvP. And by the way, that year Hallelujah. ago, that year, all right, came after an event lasted about 20 minutes. Okay? So, guys, in the last 18 months, I'm here to tell you that we've gotten 24 hours and 20 minutes of dedicated PvP events. I think that the miners can be uh, a little generous with your time. Okay, I understand that it made diffi- it was difficult to do your dailies yesterday, but it's difficult for me to do my dailies every day when I stare at a screen and I'm going cross-eyed because I'm so bored with mining. Okay, I Beglin says you just don't have to do them that day, and I understand people are trying to grind out rep, people are trying to um, you know, progress and mine and and refine, and I get all that stuff. I I totally do. That was the biggest part of yesterday's frustration that told me uh, that people said, "Well, you don't understand, you wallet warrior." No, I do understand. Okay, because I'm not a wallet warrior. Okay, I do spend money, sure but I haven't spent nearly as much money as some other people. And I, guys, remind you that I was an Ops 33 a week ago. Now, some of you may have seen me in-game. I am actually now displaying 35 because I did a rush. All right? I had raided over 2.2 billion steel, and I know me. (laughs) Nobody knows Ultimate DJs better than Ultimate DJs. And Ultimate DJs wasn't going to hang on to that. It was going to get raided. Okay? So I spent it really quick. (laughs) I rushed it because I did not want to lose it. So I went. I rushed 34. I did it along with a couple of station events. Uh, I'm now obviously way behind on my research. I'm going to spend the next couple of weeks um, trying to get research done. But I'm going to be competing in every mini event I can because I need the credits. I want the faction credits. I want all the rewards. I need the uncommon because for the first time, in this game, an enterprise is just beyond my reach. I'm so close. I'm so close. And, guys, that's a truly exciting feeling. So as you're growing up, as you're leveling up in this game, getting closer to your game's goal is so exciting. An enterprise is within reach for me. All right? And I'm here to tell you, for the PVPers in this game, yesterday was a light at the end of the tunnel. Yesterday was an opportunity for these guys who have had a leash on them all right, for the last year and a half to actually play the game the way they wanted to with Scopely at their backs, okay? With Scopely saying, go ahead, go crazy, kids. It's like when, you, when you're in a car ride for 10 hours and you finally get to the beach or the park or wherever it is that your destination was and the kids can get out of the back seat and you say, go run, right? Parents, come on now. How many times have you just told your kids, go run? Anybody? I can't be the only parent that's told my kids, get out of the car and go run. Go stretch your legs. But I don't do it when there's a cliff next door like you would. I totally would do that. I might throw them their parachute as they were jumping off. Maybe. It might be fun if they went off the cliff. 
Yeah. I, I'm just here to say, guys, all of you that were whining, okay, and, and, and I, I, that's not the right word, all of you that were voicing your complaints, I understand. I truly do understand, okay? But you've got to give us ours, too. We have a lot of mining in this game. We have a lot of events based around uh, PvE. We have a lot of, mi- of events based around mining. It was time for the PvPers to get one. And we've been talking about this. That writing's been on the wall, too. Panic's been pushing for it. The developers have been wanting it. Gala has been wanting it. You know, the content creators have been wanting it, okay? And a lot of players have been wanting it. And finally, we're going to start to, I don't know if we're going to start to see a continual shift, but finally, after 18 months in this game, we got an event where Scopely said, you know what, let's shake it up. Good luck to the alliances who want to maintain an ROE, because we're going to encourage, not only allow, but encourage players to blow up your ships. Yes, Vita, what do you got? We had more of such events like uh, Call to Arms. Call to Arms is no, a little different. Call to Arms is not PvP. Call to Arms is a little different. That's raiding. That's a mechanic that's always been in the game, okay? And I don't consider raiding PvP, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't. It's not, it's not PvP because <clears throat> literally the idea of raiding is the other person is not online and forgot to shield. True. So there is no player, other player to be PvP against. Or no. uh, overprotected Latinum miners getting 30 points uh, instead of 25. Well, but that's that's over cargo. Oh, so PvP element. Yeah, but you're over cargo, which by almost any definition in this galaxy from any player, over cargo is an acceptable hit if you're following most galaxy ROEs. So, you know, now some players don't respond yes, well to that. that's a user agreement view. That's not scopely view. That's scopely, exactly my like, point, Vita. You're making my argument uh, for me. Okay, the the PVPers in this game have constrained themselves to the galaxy accepted ROEs, if you will. Yeah, we just accept it if we are zeroed or overprotected. Yeah, no problem if you kill me. My fault that I didn't refresh it on time. Exactly, exactly. But uh, this event yesterday was essentially people uh, getting the green light from Scopely to to go bananas. Okay, you got yeah, points. I used it. You got points for killing an empty miner. Okay, they, they I t- said in yeah, I said in GC like, hey folks, any PvP from me is because of the event. Exactly. I and you know what? I was I was perfectly. You know what? I even I even joked. I sent everybody I hit all fifteen miners that I hit yesterday in the span of four minutes. I sent them all a message. All right, and I was more courteous than most. I know a lot of people didn't do that. I sent messages to everybody and said, "Hey, sorry for the for the hit. I'm just getting my event in." All right, and then I'll be done. And by the way, guys, there was a strategic element to me doing what I'm doing because at this point, the moderator's announcement had not come out. I fully believe it or not thought the event was broken <laughs> just like it was on day two i thought the event was broken so what did i do i wanted triple max points so i went and i finished the event as soon as possible expecting there to be a compensation chest and expecting target practice one to relaunch okay that didn't happen this is what scopely actually intended so cool and my event was done all right but my point is and, and my point in, in summary here is it's not the end of the world that the pvpers finally got an event for those people who were really upset yesterday i want you to look at the tally of events built around pve and then the tally of events written around pvp okay i mean seriously if you want to be objective if you want to be fair then let's do it okay because i can promise you we mine a whole lot more than we get to blow up blue ships okay 
Uh, so then was uh, that was target practice three. Now, I did, by the way, and I'm going to say this for everyone who was praising target practice three. There was a fundamental flaw in target practice three, and a lot of people may have missed it because we were so focused. We had blood in our eyes, right? Um, target practice three ran concurrently with target practice one for those players ops 24 and under. Why does that matter? Because target practice one, we all had it. Target practice one only gave you points if you killed or were killed by a qualifying ship. Target practice one was G2 ships. Okay? So if there was one fundamental flaw, one error with this event, okay, one, one uh, thing that I'm going to provide feedback on, it was that uh, – we we probably should have not allowed the target practice three to occur in the same systems as target practice one, okay? Uh, because target practice one players were getting killed, and uh, and this was for ops twenty four and down. Those players were getting killed. We were getting points because we were using a Vidar, for example or a Mayflower, or a Legionary, but they were not getting the points even for the loss because it wasn't with a qualifying ship, which was a G4. Or I'm sorry, a G2 common. Kid Death says, I'm level 24 and never had target practice 3. Should I file a ticket? No, Kid Death, because you weren't supposed to have it. All right. As a matter of fact, uh, yeah, it was 25 and up, but as a matter of fact, Kid Death, you were at a disadvantage yesterday. I will admit that. I will tell you. So for those players who did do a little more than their 45 points worth of griefing yesterday, I got no problem with you doing that. But we should be cognizant of the fact that there was a small mechanical error here, and we may have made it difficult for some of the lower player PVPers to get their stuff done. Uh, if anything, I might say, listen, somebody who was – who was, you know, itching at the teeth to, to go and participate in target practice one, that's probably a future PvPer. Just like Kid Death right here. Golly, I wanted target practice three. I wanted it, and I couldn't do it because I was Ops 24. Um, I don't know what server you're on, Kid Death, but an aggressive, active PvP alliance should be recruiting you right now, today. Okay? You're Ops 24, and he wanted target practice three, guys. Okay, that's the player that I'm looking for if I'm an admiral looking to recruit young blood. Okay, just saying. All right, so if, that, if I'm offering any piece of mechanical problem, that was it. Okay, that was it because target practice three was uh, allowing those players to hit target practice one players, but target practice one players were not getting the points. So small little problem there. Then finally, target practice four launches today. It's not PvP at all. Target practices one, two, the failed two, and three were all based on PvP, and target practice four comes out, and it's PvE. It's PvE. So anybody who whined and complained, and I again, I say that respectfully, it's just maybe the wrong word for a difference of opinion, but for all those people yesterday that had harsh words to say about the target practice events, target practice four comes out, and yay, we're back to PvE. Well, not only that, but it's a PvE event, that um, is generally completed quite easily for most players, okay? Probably one trip into Borg space, if I'm guessing, for 90% of the players. And, but there is a good thing here. They gave us extra uh, transwarp cells. We got, we're going to get four today. You're going to get your normal two, plus they gifted you two, all right? 
Yeah, so go get you some extra inert nano probes. Actually, I heard if you hit empty miners for target practice four, it counts also. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! You're creating. You're, yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. Green light, everybody. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. That is not true. That is Gregor trying to do what he does best on this show, and that's incite riot. Okay, but yes, uh, yeah, not not actually a thing. Okay, uh, Snake Eyes brings up a really good point, though. However. If target practice four is easy for you, then maybe you're in pretty good shape for the upcoming Borgmata event. Okay? Consider this another test, guys. And if it was easy for you, if it was easy for you, then might I go one step further and encourage you to uh, bank up a few extra inert probes and maybe try to do a, an extra refine or a double refine or maybe go ahead and, and tier that Vidar and get you another refine because the Vidar is going to be crucial. We already know that. Okay, so use the extra cells today to maybe test on some crew or maybe just go get extra probes so you got a little bit more of a bank handy, okay, so that you can refine a little bit more. Because yesterday, believe it or not, Borg Systems were still granting points for the PvP. You never know when you might run into a certain time when you're not going to be able to farm a Borg System for as many points as you can get. Okay, or like me the other day when you might go into a Borg system and, you know, gather up 160,000 probes and someone swats you and you go home with 20,000. All right. Which is not enough to do a refine for me. Okay, so you never know. Bank up those inert nanoprobes. Okay, do it now. Here's the next thing. I was going to talk about target practice three. You know what? I tell you what, let's do this. I want to take a break very quickly. No, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do a break. This is what we're going to do first. We're going to do our first battleship first because I want to stay on time because I want to get out of here on time. Let's do our first battleship uh, first. And uh, let, yeah, let's do that. Let's do battleship. All right, of course. We are going to uh, play Battleship twice today, and over the last couple days, we did have offline guesses. We did, and I even told you that one of those guesses was, in fact, our game's very first winner. Yes, it was. It was. That's right. We had our very first winner this past week, and he got a hit. And so we're going to talk about it coming up here in uh, in just a second. Let, you know what? Let's just go ahead and do it. Let's do that. Uh, let me get the uh, the guesses out, and I will find. Let's see. Where are they? Here they are. Okay, so you guys get out your game boards, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you where we're at here. Let me find it. Aha. Here we go. No, I'm not going to announce it last. I'm going to give you both off-air guesses right now. That way, the players today might have an opportunity to make a winner. Yeah. There we go. So our first player selected was Lego Nerd. Lego Nerd, congratulations to you, sir. However, Lego Nerd did not strike a hit. Lego Nerd's guess was A2. Alpha 2. Alpha 2. That was Lego Nerd's guess, and it was a miss. It was a miss. Then the invitation was extended to Think and West Style. West Style made a guess. Ladies and gentlemen, West Style struck a hit. Yes, he did. West Style struck a hit on the game board. And what did he hit, you might ask? Oh, my. 
<laughs> Which one was his? And that's Square coming up right after the break. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to give it to you. Uh, yeah, congratulations to West Style. Who guessed? J8. J8. And J8 was a hit. Yes, it was. You guys mark it on your boards. J8 was a hit. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, let's find ourselves a winner for today. Oh, I love the music. Uh, okay. Yeah, we don't tell the ship. We're not going to tell the ship. We're just going to grant him a prize. So, yes, he won his option. He won his option of 300 Uncommon or 300 Independent Credits. He took the uh, 300 Crystal. He did. We've got 84 contestants in the room. Let's find ourselves a winner. The first one is Battle Droid. Battle Droid, congratulations to you. Battle Droid. Where is Battle Droid? There he is. He's typing. He's here. Battle Droid, congratulations to you. You have an opportunity now to guess a coordinate off of the game board. Battle Droid, if you strike a hit, then you win your choice of 300 unstar, uh, 300 three-star uncommon material or 300 independent credits. Let's find out what his guess is going to be. Battle Droid, please enter your coordinates. Let's see what we can find. Ah, oh, here we go. Oh, I ate. I have new graphics today, or new uh, production elements. You hear that, Gregor? We are in the targeting system. Sounds fancy. Yeah, we're in the targeting system now. Battle Droid has made his selection. I ate is his guess. Let me get that punched in. India. Eight. Targets acquired. Oh my god, things are gonna move. Yeah, I know, that's right. Ah, that was not a hit. Oh, come on, Dur, that was cute. <laughs> it said target acquired. All right, guys, there's your guess for today. I ate is a miss. Oh, I wanted, I wanted it to go a little bit longer, Dur. I wanted it to drag out. That's what I wanted. I ate is a miss, guys. Mark it on your card. That is Talking Trek's Battleship, and your next chance to play comes up later in this episode. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a very quick break, and when we return, we're going to get into the lessons that Target Practice taught us and research for you on new Borg Officer 10 of 10. It's all coming up right after the break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Don't go anywhere. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Grease Clunky. In 10 minutes, we'll give your car a new oil, a new oil filter, and three or four new rattles and noises it didn't have when you drove in. Every 15 seconds, a middle-aged person creates a TikTok account. Hey, I'm going to dance like the Little Mermaid. I'll get a zillion likes. These desperate attempts for attention can land you in hot water. Honey, let's do the scene from Titanic on the front of our boat. Sometimes your biggest problem is not the law of gravity. The cops just called. They want to know why I have all these 12-year-old followers. Friends, don't let middle-aged friends create TikTok accounts. 
couch, blowing up my phone. You don't wanna come out, but you don't wanna be alone. It don't take but two to have a little soiree. If you're in the mood, sit tight right where you are, babe, cause I'll be at your door. And Welcome back, everybody. Minutes, whatever what is you that? got on, girl, stay <laughs> in it. You ain't gotta leave the house to have a oh, good I time. I'm gonna bring the good time home to you. We'll have a Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, I like it. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome to Talking Trek Live. This is my house party with all of you here today on a Sunday. Sam Hunt is my special guest on House Party. Yeah, that's it. Welcome in to Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Appreciate you guys being here. And uh, as you heard right before the break, we uh, were able to eliminate a possible position for a ship. If you guys have been keeping up with your coordinates, then you know where the next uh, potentially, potentially, you know where the next hit could be. It's down to a 50-50 shot, I would believe. Uh, now, Thedero said that 6 of 10 uh, Borg Crass. Crass? Crass is the new officer. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. However, we have not yet had an opportunity to test him because he is an Armada officer. Okay, so uh, not really. I mean, I guess you could have, but I'm really wanting to. First of all, I don't have him, uh, and I'm going to pop your mics back up. I'm going to imagine, uh, Gregor, whoops, uh, sorry, wrong button. Gregor, have you gotten uh, board crass yet? I did. You did. Um, you know what? And we're going to save this for another day. Uh, just real quick, real quick, give the early teaser on board crass. Is he worth it? I don't know. We don't know. Guys, it's a little early. We haven't, haven't been, able to, haven't to, be been able to do the testing yet. Okay? Uh, Battle Droid said he was definitely someone easy, somewhat easy to get. I don't know, man. That was a, that was an auction, just like Jayla. And some people spent a lot of money on that officer. Okay? Some people spent a lot of money on that officer. So I, uh, I'm not going to necessarily say that he was easy to get. Uh, he was just like Jayla, in which he was presented in auction. Okay, but uh, we will talk about him. We are going to break it out. Okay, we'll talk about him more later of on. Uh, later on. Okay. However, what we're going to talk about today is actually a lesson that I wanted to take away from Target Practice Three. Now, you might say, "What are you talking about? What are you talking about?" On the official Discord yesterday, I said the following statement. I said, I personally do not know the idea behind Scopely as far as preparing us for this event. I did not know the mentality that Scopely had when saying we're going to allow everybody to kill anything that's blue, miners or otherwise. Okay? And so I said on the official Discord that I did not understand the mentality behind this particular event as, as far as it pertaining to preparation for Borg Arc 4. However, what I did find a correlation to is potentially a wartime mining application okay you guys know i try to find opportunities to teach about anything all right and everybody that yesterday who was extremely upset about not being able to mine their dailies because they kept getting blown up after five minutes welcome to war welcome to war Okay, uh, those of you in active alliances who like the PvP, and I'm just going to raise my hand here and say shout out Jammed. 
We are a war alliance. I, there's no way to. There's no other way to describe us. Okay, and therefore we know how to war mine. Okay, we know how to war mine. Okay, and based off of the conversations I had yesterday, uh, there are a lot of people who don't know how to war mine. Okay, a lot of people who don't know how to war mine. Okay, I had conversations with dozens of players. And nobody knew how to war mine. It blew my mind. So I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say target practice uh, three. This is just, by the way, my conjecture, my opinion. Disclaimer mark, disclaimer mark. I'm not speaking for Scopely. I'm going to say target practice three was not necessarily related as much to Borg Arc 4 as it was to maybe server merges. Because I'm here to tell you, for those of you who want to mine, that ain't happening when server merges come. At least not initially, not right away. There will be war. And so the lesson that I took from Target Practice 3 was not related to Borg, but related to war mining. So that's what we're going to teach about today, Gregor. You and I had a conversation uh, very briefly this morning, and I appreciate the data you were able to provide because I still do not have Borg Officer 10 of 10. And I'll tell you why. I uh, I don't have Borg Officer 10 of 10, all right? Because me personally, I do not find him to be advantageous to my gameplay enough to justify the cost. Now, for some of you players out there, 10 of 10 is a game changer because you like the mine, okay? And, and that's you like mining leaderboards, and you like Latinum Mining Monday, and that's great. There's some great rewards that come from Latinum Mining Monday. So I'm not going to knock it. Okay, but mining and mining fast is something that apparently a lot of people don't know about. So let's dive in. Let's hop in our time machine, everybody, and let's go back, what, 10 months or maybe a year? It's been it's been a long time, right? Dur says one doesn't just like to mine. Okay, you're right. Some people love to mine. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Now, Trash Panda says 10 of 10 will help those of us who hate to mine. Maybe. All right, Trash, I'm going to tell you why I disagree with that statement. All right, I'll tell you why I disagree with it. I don't know how you do your mining. Okay, I have two faction miners. And both of my faction miners have been uh, tiered to the point where they can hold the amount of my daily requirement, 25,000, okay? They can hold 25,000. So, two out, and I'm triple lock, as most of you guys know. So, I have three mining dailies a day. I got to mine 75,000 at a minimum every single day. How do I do it? And how do I do it easily? All right, well, um, I take my two faction miners and I set them out overnight when I'm not at war. All right. When I'm not at war, I set them out overnight. When I wake up the next day, I only got to do one more. And my mining speed is fast enough that it doesn't take me that long. Let's, let's dive into the math. Let's dive into the math. Guys, uh, here is mining speed 101. All right. Speed mining 101. We've been talking about mining bonuses. We've been trying to figure out how to talk about mining bonuses. How fast are you mining? Let's talk about it just from a simple perspective to begin with. Okay, let's take your horizon. Okay, let's take your horizon. Uh, Now, those of you who have uh, any kind of mining ship, if you go into your ship mining screen, okay, like your utility screen, all right, like if it's in dock, and I didn't even take a screenshot of this, so let me let me tell you what I'm talking about. You go into the details on the right hand side. Uh oh, somebody's been set to enemy. 
All right, there we go. Let me fix that, and let me send this over. I'm going to send this over to you guys right now. It is in the graphics room. We're uploading to the graphics room as we speak. This screenshot right here is of my North uh, That's a terrible example. I didn't want to use my North Star. Uh, I'm going to... That's a terrible, terrible example. Um, that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll use the North Star. It's fine. There's the North Star. Guys, take a look at the mining... Um, the mining utility uh, on the right-hand side, the mining bonus, okay? That's my utility bonus, 1,150%. 1,150%. This is considered, okay, and this is a common misconception out there, but that is considered a modification to your base value, okay? It's considered a modification to your base value, Okay, what does that mean? That means officers like 10 of 10 affect this number. Okay, d d let me ask you this, and your mics are potted up. Does anybody know what the actual base mining number is of every single ship in this game? On G3, that is. On G3. Thank you, Dur, you got it. 300. 300. If you set a warship with no mining crew and you have no research done, all right, you set a warship on a node, it's going to get 300 if you're level one. Okay, uh, Galaxy Research has modified this some. Okay, but three star or uh, three star material, the base mining rate is 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 three hundred. Now, so let's take your Horizon. Thank you, Lady Kess. Uh, the Horizon mining bonus, uh, and by the way, this changes per tier, of course. Okay, but uh, in the example of Lady Kess, hers is sixteen hundred and fifty. Wham, sixteen hundred and fifty. Okay. Hang on, guys. You guys are getting ahead in the lesson, just like you did with devotion and reputation. You guys are getting ahead in the lesson. We're going to talk about the North Star. Let's start with the horizon. Guys, the mining bonus is an alteration to the base mining rate, which becomes your base mining rate, your speed. Okay. So, for example, 1,650%. Uh, we're going to take that number, which is 16.5 in real numbers. We're going to multiply it by 300. Okay. So, Wambulance... If he had no mining officers and no mining research, he could set that horizon on a G3 node and mine at a rate of 4,950 an hour. But we all know that there's research now involved as well, correct? And this is one of the few bonuses in this game. All right, this is one of the few bonuses in this game that are not additive. The mining bonus is not additive. It is multiplicative of the base value. So the first part of your calculation, the first part of your calculation is taking the mining bonus from your utility screen and multiplying it by 300. Battle droid, we're getting there. Follow along. Take notes. All right. So the first calculation that you're going to do is, in Battalion's case, 1,100. Okay. You're going to take 1,100, convert it into a number. That means 11.00. Multiply that by 300. 300 is the base value. Okay? That is the base value of your ship. Base value of your ship. Thank you, Snake Eyes. 300 times 11 in his case is going to be what? That 3,300? Okay. 300 times 11 is 3,300. That's the base mining rate. That is the calculated new base mining rate of your ship. Now, research is going to be additive after this point. And there's several different ways that you can boost mining speed. Several. 
Okay, let's take a look at this first one. This first one is in your Galaxy Tree, and I'm copying the image. You guys, I'm sure, have all seen it. It's nothing new. It's no secret. Okay, graphics room, and boom. Oh, wait. Yeah, there it goes. There is the first set of research that impacts your mining speed, and it is based on different types of material. Shade, I, I, we're not going to get into the actual deep math of it, but I, I, I've got a larger point. People have said, has anybody seen this comment? Has anybody seen 10 of 10 is trash? 10 of 10 ain't worth nothing. All right. Has anybody seen that comment? Sure have. This is because 10 of 10 is not being used properly. Okay, Durr says he hasn't seen that comment, and he's probably using it properly or is surrounding himself by people using it properly. 10 of 10, and by the way, Snipes, 10 of 10 is not as effective on the North Star as he would be on a different ship, and I'm going to explain why in a moment. The North Star has a different type of mining bonus that does become additive. It's a little different, okay? It's just a little bit different. So we're going to get there. Don't worry about it. We're, we're going to get there, okay? Um... So there you guys go. There's your first research. So how do you calculate this research? You look it up. In my case, this one is a 90% bonus. Great. 90%. 90% of base. <clears throat> all right. There's another one. All right. And you have to take all of these researches. They all have to be accounted for in your early math. Okay. So I'm going to show you every single research that matters, at least as far as G3. There is additional research for data. There's additional research for G4. Okay. But these are the ones that we're going to discuss today. There's this research in the galaxy tree. Then there's uh, these extra researches for um, the uh, Federation gas miner. Okay. Those are extra researches for speed. What else do you have? Anybody else? Anybody else have an idea what other bonuses there are available for ships? Anybody? Anybody? Nobody. Faction uh, mining. Okay, good. Faction mining. Uh, let me see if I grabbed a screenshot of this. Your faction miner, uh, more specifically. Okay, the faction miner, uh, which in my case, if I'm going to use an Antares because it's my, it's my best one. Uh, where did it go? Where is my Antares? Where did I put it? Swap. There it is. All right, here's my Antares. Now, my Antares has a ship ability, right? My Antares has a ship ability. I'm going to post this. All right. And by the way, every mining ship has a specific ship ability. But the Horizon, for example, is on Dilithium. So it doesn't really matter for the purposes of our conversation today. Okay. Um... <clears throat> So there you go. Graphics room. There's my ship ability, okay, for gas in the case of Antares, and for um, the Cavort, crystal, and for the, uh, somebody help me out, the Valkyse, ore, okay? So there's another, sh there's another bonus, okay? Ship, anybody else? Anybody else got the last one? You got a crew. Crew and synergy. I'm going to consider those to be the same. Crew and synergy. Now, Here's where you get a little bit, uh, where it can get a little bit tricky. Crew, uh, the best mining officer you've got for G3 is either going to be Barrett, Stawn, or Tapring, correct? And does anybody know the actual base captain's maneuver for them? It's 40%. 40%. Okay? It's only 40%. Where do you get the, the extra? You get it from Synergy. So she can get 30% per side and go up to 100% bonus. Okay? Now, here's where the math, here's where I'm going to explain a little bit of math, you guys, okay? Here's how you do this, okay? 
Um, what about this? I don't have battle droids set. Now, those are for refines. Those don't have anything to do with mining rates. Those are for refines later, after you have the raw material, battle droid. He's posting a picture. Now, for those of you who cannot see, uh, he's posting a picture of the prime refining research. All right. And that doesn't apply to mining rates. Okay. Now, here's how the bonuses get factored. 300 times your ship utility bonus. All right, we already talked about that. That's one side. That number is the first number that's calculated. It is the first number in your order of operations. That's your base value. Okay? That's the base value. Then you're going to multiply that number times the following number. Okay? Or the following formula. 1 plus the percentage from your mining, uh, your, your researches. All right? In my case, 0.9 because I got a 90% boost. I got a 34% boost from the Federation gas miner. So 1 plus 0.9 plus 0.34. My ship, in the example of my Antares, is giving me a 202.5% bonus. Okay? So I'm going to multiply that. Uh, I'm going to add that in. What's 202%? It's 2.025 when you convert it to a real number. So 1 plus 0.9 plus 0.34 plus 2.025. And if I'm using to pring with full synergy, that's another 100%. Yes? So plus 1. In my case, that number comes out to 5.265. I'm getting off my base value, just my research officers and ship bonuses, I'm getting 5,265% mining bonus. Does everybody follow that so far? I know it's a little little tough math. I will post the formula. You guys are killing me. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Snake Eyes. Appreciate it. Well, no, you missed something. Not the 300 times. You got to do the 300 times the mining utility. All right. Remember, that's your base value. Okay. That's your base value. So 5,265% is my total bonus. I'm going to take that and multiply that by my base value, which is 5,100. And that means that my rate with Tapring and full synergy on that Antares I just showed you is 26,851. Now, Durr, you says the furball mines fast. The furball mines fast. I agree. It increases by 80%, but it's not 80% of the final figure. Guess what? You just get to add a 0.8 into your formula. Here's the problem, though. You've got full synergy, right? You have full synergy, so you're going to have to take something away. Now, if you take away, somebody help me out here. Not help me out, but point out. If you take away one side of Tapring Synergy, how much percentage do you lose? Somebody. If you take away one side of Tapring Synergy, you lose 30%. You got it. Thank you, Neo. Thank you, Lord Thomas, Battalion, Scar, uh, Skywarp, you guys. Good. Snake Eyes, good job. You guys are on it. You lose 30%. Okay. By the way, this is additive, so it's straight dollar for dollar. You lose 30% if you open up a side card for 10 of 10. What do you gain? At level 1, you gain 80% by using the furball. Okay? Which means your net gain is 50%. Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? 50% is your net gain. So, in my case, <clears throat> in my case, <clears throat> I'm gaining... Uh, 0.5, I'm losing 0.3, I'm getting 0.5. In my case, I am now, my new mining rate, yes, uh, Thomas, the furball does work on data mining, okay? 
Well, no, Devs, no. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to disagree with you. He says, sounds like the best use for the fur ball is on a secondary miner. Nope, not if you're speed mining. Okay, 50% is better than 30%. Okay, so 26,851 was my value with full synergy into Pring. My value with 10 of 10, 29,911 for a gain of 3,000 per hour. Now, that's what the complaint is, right? We're seeing people in there saying, well, it's only gain, it's only gain 2,600 or only gaining 3,200 or blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, that's working as intended, guys. It's an additive bonus. You're getting fifty. You're getting a fifty percent higher bonus than you would be using full synergy. So, in a faction miner, okay, or even in a horizon, ten of ten is wonderful. Ten of ten is great. Okay. Now let's talk about one other area of speed mining, which is your north star. Your north star, guys. The North Star is even faster. The North Star is insanely fast. The North Star is stupid fast. Um, and I am going, I already posted you a picture of my North Star, right? I posted you a picture of my North Star that showed, um, what was it, 1150% bonus? There's my North Star, 1150%. So let's do a little pop quiz. Let's do a little pop quiz. Somebody tell me my base mining rate of my North Star. Base mining rate. Well, I'm going to tell you, Snake Eyes, believe it or not, the 10 of 10 card is more effective. You guys follow my math. It's more effective on an Antares. Why is that? Why is it? Because the base mining value is lower on a North Star. Guys, go back. The Antares or the Horizon. What was your mining bonus? Okay. The bigger the mining bonus the more impact 10 of 10 is going to have. Okay? So, for example, their Battalion posts his North Star with a mining bonus of 1,300. Somebody scroll up and take a look at Wambulance's... Let me find it. Where did he post his? Wambulance's Valkyse, 1,475. Okay? If that utility number is higher, then that's where 10 of 10 is the most effective. Okay? Because 10 of 10 is impacting the base value. And what did we define as the base value? It's not just 300, but 300 times your uh, utility bonus. Okay? 300 times your utility bonus. All right? The North Star is fast for an entirely different reason, Pro Feather. You got it right. Because its bonuses comes from the crew, not a stagnant number. Okay? Not a stagnant number. Well, okay. No, Assimilated uh, Fox, you say that number is not true because he has officers on board. Let me show you mine. All right, I'll show you yours if you show me mine. It is correct, okay, because that utility number is from the ship itself. Guys, look back uh, here. Look at mine. I just put it in the graphics room. There's my Antares with no crew, zero crew. There's my Antares, and I have a 1,700% mining bonus. That's 1,700% times 300 times 17. That means my base mining rate, my base number, all further calculations are based off of 5,100. 5,100. That is considered the base value of that ship. Okay, The base mining rate is 300 per hour for G3. But the base value for your ship, which, by the way, is how your bonuses are calculated, including 10 of 10. All right. So if your percentage is higher in the utility screen, 
then that's where you want to put 10 of 10. In the North Star, it's not as high. I posted, here, let me see if I can find, did I, is that, uh, there's my North Star, okay? You guys look in the graphics room. Tell me what ship I want to use my 10 of 10 on. Well, I don't have him, but if I had 10 of 10, where would I use him? Would I use him on my Antares, which is my fastest faction miner? Or would I use him on my North Star? A DeVore. We're talking about G3 right now. <laughs> we're talking about we're, we're going to get there. we got all kinds of mining to talk about. Everyone loves mining in this game. We're going to cover it all. Okay? Somebody, if I'm mining G3, tell me which one, the Antares with a 1,700 mining boost or my North Star with an 1,150% mining boost. Where am I going to put 10 of 10? In North Star. Nope. No. Uh, mine's faster than the Antares. Well, yours may be. I'm telling you, look at the percentage because his 80% affects the base value. Okay? So if you have a higher base value, then 10 of 10 is going to have a higher impact. Okay? So, for example, my base value on my Antares, I just told you, is 5,100. Okay? My base value on my North Star is only 3,450. So, what has a bigger output? 50% of 5,100 or 51% of 3,450? Thank you, Stevens Aaron. You got it. Okay? The, the higher the base value, the more potent your 10 of 10 is going to be. So, here's why I suggest that 10 of 10 is better on a faction miner. Even though, as somebody just said, and I didn't catch your name, you say, I can mine faster... I can mine faster with a North Star. Is that what you said? That's why you were thinking it, right? Yes, actually, I have proven it. I You're, hey, it I'm not arguing you. I'm not arguing you. You're absolutely right. My North Star mines faster too, all right? But the math is different. The order of operations is different. So follow me here, okay? The base value of your ship is lower on the North Star. Do we agree on that? The base mining is lower. We all agree. Okay, you're right, the aardvark. The bonuses are calculated differently. So earlier I told you I'm going to add 100% plus the 90% from my mining plus 34% from my research uh, and my officers. Okay, uh, in my in the example of my North Star, I'm going to throw, uh, yeah, the base value. That's the clincher, guys. That's the clincher. What we're talking about is where are you going to get the most bang for your buck out of 10 of 10, not which ship is faster. We're talking about the, the, the most bang for your buck because of the way the math is done. In the event of the North Star, you're losing 100% from your officers, because by the way, I don't ever recommend you using a mining crew on the North Star, ever. Okay, if you're wartime mining, if you're speed mining, hold on, here's why, honey. If you're speed mining, if you are wartime mining, then your officers, your mining officers are more advantageous on a faction miner. Now, I guess if you're only mining one ship at a time, if you're only going to mine one ship at a time, then sure, go ahead and throw them on there because it will help your bonus. But if I'm wartime mining, i got to mine 75000 in a day. Okay, If I'm war mining, I am still using two ships. All right, Stevens Aaron says the North Star bonus. Thank you, Battalion. The North Star healthy mining bonus. So where I would add the .9 and the .34, and let's say uh, for the officers, I would add one. Or if I was going to use 10 of 10, I would add uh, .7 plus .8. So I'd use 1.5. Okay? Now I'm going to go in and I'm going to add, in Battalion's case, 1% of the total health. 1% of the total health of all officers on the ship. This is a huge bonus that not enough people know about. 
All right, it's kind of kind of crazy to me that a lot of people don't know about it. Let's look at in my case, I'm going to show you my North Star mining crew and my officer stats. Here we go. All right. And by the way, my bridge crew, I was killing hostiles earlier, so I might tweak this. But I, I'm going to go ahead and show you just for the purposes of illustration. Here is what I have loaded right now in my North Star for healthy mining. Okay. And it's coming into the graphics room. Now, I've already shown you my North Star base mining rate is 3,750. Okay. Right. 300 times 1,150%. Okay. 1,150%. That's my base mining rate. All future math is coming off that. Now, what do I get to multiply that by? I get to multiply that by still the base rate, 1% or 100%. 90% bonus from research. I still get to add my 34% from research. All right. In this case, I'm, I've got no officers. Okay. I'm not using any officers. And I'm using uh, my ship bonus. Now, the ship bonus is key here, guys. Ship bonus is key. In my particular case, my healthy mining is 0.9%. In battalions, it's 1%. So let's, let's do it based on mine just so I can show you the, show you the outcome. 0.9% of total health. Somebody, real quick, and I'm trying to keep this simple as we walk through. I know it's a lot of math, but we always teach you why. What is 0.9% of the health of my – first of all, what's the health of my officers? My entire crew, what's the health? 10,544. 10, Thank you. 10,544. Okay. Healthy mining bonus is the ship's ability, kid death. Okay. Go to the previous screen. Okay. Right. Thank you, devs. All right. 10,544. And by the way, that's multiplied as a percent. So 10,544 times 0.9%. That gives me, that means my ship is giving me 9,489% ship bonus. Holy crikey, guys. Nine, four. By the way, you divide that to a real number. It's 94.896. Okay? 94.896. So now here's, here is <laughs> Dur, behave yourself. All right? So here's my formula for mining rate. My 1,100, uh, 300 times 11.5 which we already determined to be what was that 3150 300 times 11.5 3450 sorry so 3450 is my base mining rate and now i'm going to add 1 plus 0.9 plus 34 plus 94.896 and by the way this is not using any mining crew yet not using any mining crew yet okay so i'm going to add up the numbers 1 plus 0.9 plus 0.34 plus 94.896. That is 97.136 that I'm going to multiply by the 3450 times 97.136. Does anybody want to tell me what my North Star is mining at? And then you can go ahead and take your, uh, go ahead and have your heart attack. $500 a month. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what about triple synergy? Uh, no, because the officer ability, by the way, is what uh, is what gets boosted, not the captain's maneuver of ten of ten. Okay, the Ardvark says, uh, "Hold on, and Hani, uh, do your decimal point adjustment. Do your decimal point adjustment because that was a percentage. Remember, okay, percentage. 
So I'm mining at 33,512. 33,512 is the mining rate of my North Star. Does that not sound astonishingly awesome? Astonishingly awesome. My North Star mines at 33,500. Okay? Now, if I added... If I added 10 of 10 here, somebody, this is actually a really easy part of this math. We talked about it a minute ago. 50% of the 5,100 or 50% of 3,450. What gets me a bigger number? The 5,100, right? So 10 of 10, I'm not going to use on my North Star, even though my North Star mines faster because I'm going to get more. Now, if you are mining, by the way, if you are mining with only one ship, if you're going to do the North Star Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Get in and out with one ship, then sure. Then sure. Throw on 10 of 10. And Snake Eyes says it's actually going to go down because health goes down. Oops. You're right. Didn't think about that. I'm going to sacrifice one of my great health officers to put on a tribble. All right. Now, guys, the whole point of this was to explain my rationale. And now I'm going to give you my conclusion, and then we'll take a break. I'm going to give you my conclusion right now. The North Star is not the appropriate ship for 10 of 10 unless that is your only ship. Let me rephrase and go back up. This is my conclusion for wartime mining. This is the, the, um, the lesson, the takeaway that I took from Target Practice 3. Scopely may have not intentionally done so, but here's the lesson I'm choosing to take from it. Okay. The lesson that I'm choosing to take from it is how do I mine faster when the entire galaxy is targeting me? Does anybody disagree that that lesson could be taken away from target practice three? All right. If everybody in the galaxy is targeting you, what do you need to do? Get in, get out, get quick, and use a ship to guard your, your miner, right? Go okay. deeper than your competition. Go deeper than your competition. Well... Uh, uh, Pike Moreau, 10 of 10. Yeah, I like that because I just showed you, even with Pike Moreau and Chen, I was still getting 33,000. So if I substitute out 10 of 10 in place of Chen, yeah, that's going to help. That will help. Sure. Okay. Yeah, so again, 10 of 10 is a wonderful officer. For those people who don't understand him, they think that he's not given 80%. He absolutely is. But you got to understand the math of your own ship. Okay, so my solution is if you're using two ships, the North Star isn't the one for 10 of 10. If you're going to use one ship, then sure, why not? Okay, sure. Pike, Moreau, and 10 of 10 is probably a wonderful. Actually, no, I bet not because Pike is a battle officer, right? No? Wait, Gregor, would Pike boost 10 of 10's ability? No, it wouldn't because it's only on combat, right? It's not a combat ability, so it wouldn't affect it. Yeah, it might visually show it, but it wouldn't affect yeah, it. Yeah, I bet that's right, guys. I bet he would show. I bet he would show, but I bet he would not. I bet he would not. Okay? I so, mean, it's a bug that causes that, so maybe it's – I've never tested it. Maybe it's a bug to the bug, and it would work. I don't know. We could tinker with it. It's possible, but I, I would be willing to bet it doesn't. Thedero says it doesn't work. Yeah, I, I don't think it would. I don't think it would. So here's my synopsis, guys. If you're speed mining with a North Star, sure. If that's the only one you're going to use, sure. Use 10 of 10. If you're not, all right, if you're going to try to use two ships, then use him on your faction miner because your base value is higher. All right? But the North Star, properly crewed, is your fastest miner in your fleet. And by the way, that was a ship you've had for a year. Okay? North Star is based on total health. All right? If, I, if you're using two ships to mine, 
to speed mine, to wartime mine, then I wouldn't recommend using your mining officers on the North Star either. Use them on your faction miner. Okay? Use them on your faction miner. Faction miner or horizon, that is, all right, where you would put your mining crew. Uh, and then perhaps one-sided synergy with 10 of 10 as a side card. That would be my primary faction mining crew. The higher the mining utility bonus, the more potent 10 of 10 is. Der Blitz, tell me you did not scrap your North Star. Please tell me you did not scrap your North Star. Oh, my dear Lord in heaven. Oh, my dear God in heaven. That is almost as bad as scrapping your Rialta. I did scrap the North Star. Oh, my God. You guys are hurting my Same hearts. Here. You're hurting my hearts. Dur says, in my defense, it was a lot of crystal. Guys, that's fine. Yeah, 233 crystal. I mean, it, you know. 233 crystal. Pack, but how much did you put into it? All right, first of all. And second of all, was it necessarily the most strategic move to get rid of your fastest miner? I don't know, guys. At the time, yes. At the time, maybe. But, I mean, that time wasn't that long ago, Skippy. That was a month or two, maybe three. Oh. Pops into the 20 bucks every once in a while. You can buy it. <laughs> Vita says, that's right. Yeah, but you're going to spend way more than 20 bucks to build it back up. All right, Vita says, where can, where else can you get a trusty companion for 20 bucks? Maybe the I, still, I still use it. It's like... Uh, I've bought it very early. Snake Eyes. Now, guys, here's the problem. All right, oh, sorry, Vita. I didn't mean to cut you off, but there's all kinds of chat. And you're right, Vita. It's, it's a good ship. All right, Snake Eyes says mine wasn't that fast. By the way, it doesn't display that fast, guys. You cannot trust the display on the North Star. Test it with a watch and a node test it with a watch or a timer and a note because by the way it's not going to display that snake eyes that was my problem i thought well golly this thing's slow as crap no because your displayed mining rate does not take into account the healthy mining bonus community listen to me community listen to me the healthy mining bonus does not display on the node what does this mean this means you will likely be caught at zero if you're counting on the in-game timer. Okay, The in-game timer, for me, by the way, shows 11,000 an hour. Well, golly, that sucks, right, compared to my Antares that's 27,000 an hour? It displays 11,000 an hour, but I'm mining at 33,000 an hour. Okay, Anybody who's ever been blown off a zero node in a North Star should know that the timers are inaccurate. You will drain a node to zero, and there'll still be 12 minutes on your timer. Okay? Snake Eyes says, actually, you're likely to get caught OPL before you zero. Maybe, but that's why it's not an overnight miner. This is a wartime miner. It's active mining. By definition, by definition, Scopely has a word for it. It's called active mining mining active mining guys think about this for a second i've got a 3600 node by the way you can do this anywhere you can do it anywhere 3600 node right how fast am i going to drain that if i'm mining at 33,500 an hour let's do the math 33,500 divided by 60 i'm mining 558 per minute 3600 divided by 558 is six minutes I'm going to drain a 3,600 node in six minutes. Guys, it's called active mining. All right. Where is active mining most beneficial? In our galaxy's very own beachfront properties. 
Guys, name them. There's three. There's actually four now. Somebody. Come on now. Uh, Tajet? No, because you can't house in there. Morska, Pajem, Rator. Those are the three best ones, and there's now one more. Wolf. Can't you mine in Wolf? You can mine in Wolf now, I think, right? Or is it Groombridge? One of the two you can mine in. Groombridge. It's Groombridge. Groombridge, you can house and mine. Fendus is nice. You can't house. Groombridge houses. Fendus A, you can house. Archer, I'm sorry. I'm a goofball. It's Archer. Thank you, guys. I'm thinking of Archer. Yes, you're correct. Archer, you want to house in the same system where you're going to war mine. Why? Because your your ship is going to drain a node in six minutes. And by the way, by the time you get to 3600, you're probably close to OPCL anyway. Okay? So, guys, the North Star, I can't believe how many people scrapped it. Don't. If you haven't scrapped it yet, this is your fastest miner. It is the fastest miner in your entire arsenal. And I just explained to you how it does it. I explained to you how fast it goes. Holy crikey, it's fast. Okay? 33,500 is how I'm mining. What about you? 31,000. Pretty close, guys. The North Star is your best friend for wartime mining. So what does Target Practice 3 teach us? Target Practice 3 teaches us how to war mine. Thus, my episode today, I have now explained to you a very difficult mechanic. Okay? It is incredibly difficult. I know that, guys. You don't have to know the math. You don't have to understand the math. You now just need to know how the mechanic works. If you're going to mine with one ship, stack every health officer you have onto the North Star and go with that ship. Because I guarantee, whether you're Ops 20, 30, or 40, you do not have a faster ship than the North Star. Period. Plain and simple. I bet money on it. Okay? 40. May, I said 40 for a reason. The 42 ship's probably pretty 41. awesome. <laughs> okay. All right. Snake Eyes says, get high warp capable faction miners. Okay, sure, Snake Eyes. But those are about five times the cost of the North Star. Okay? The North Star is a relatively cheap, quick miner, guys. It has a drawback. The drawback is its cargo capacity. It blows. It's not an overnight miner. It's not a set-and-forget miner. Okay? It is an active mining ship for when you are at war. For when you forgot about doing your dailies and there's, there's an hour left in the day and you need to mine 25,000. What am I doing? I'm breaking out that North Star. Okay? Kid Death says, I'm always at war. Well, then guess what? The North Star is your new best friend. Tabby Moses says, it's a stare at your screen miner. Sure. I just said that. It's an active miner. If that's how you need to play... then that, Now, Mistress of Mayhem says, I don't need mine to finish my daily. Good. Congratulations. Don't get rid of it because next time you're at war, you may need it to finish your daily. If you're warring an alliance that's worth warring. Okay? My alliance has warred a lot of alliances. Okay? Some of them are extremely effective hunters and others are not. All right? Some people in my alliance just don't do that part of their daily when we're at war. I still do because I need the faction credits because, God, I need my enterprise. I want it so damn bad. Okay, I need the faction credits. I need to finish my daily so I can get my enterprise. Okay, and the North Star will get you there even if you are at war. 
because it will mine so fast. Listen, you might still die five times. And for missions. Well, missions help, sure. If you get it early enough, it's heck, it's heck of a warship anyway. If you get it you know, low enough. Yeah. And that's why Faction Hunt is the best event. Boom. There you go. All right. So, guys, I don't want to drone on about it. There's the math. If you understood the math, then you're welcome, and I hope it helps. If you don't understand the math, then just take away the lesson. The lesson is there's not a better miner in the game for quick bursts of active mining, a.k.a. wartime mining. All right. Any questions? Your voices are up. Does anybody have any questions, any questions at all on mining before we take our final break? Anybody at all? Gregor, what's your question? You don't have a question. You're just going to try to troll. Okay, what's your question? I don't. I said I don't have a question. Oh, I have, no, I have zero questions. Oh, well, good because you you know all this stuff, Gregor. Let me ask you before I did today's show because believe it or not, I, I told you last night I needed some research from ten or ten, uh, ten of ten, and I asked you for a few numbers, and you didn't really even ask me why. You just gave me the data. Did you, as an advanced player, did you know the mechanics of how your ship mines at the speed that it mines before today? Because I bet I know the answer. Uh, actually, only roughly. Okay. I didn't go into too much detail. Okay, I would I, te- I test. I test all the mining crews to see which one I, which gives me the best rates. Right, so I know what crews and what ships. But uh, to be honest with you, I never tested the health mining, the North Star's health mining thing, like you did. Well, you don't have to when you can mine two and a half million nodes in warp one sixty five. Hey, how's That's that? True. How's that Borg in one eighty five holding up? Is it doing all right up there? Uh, you know, they, I think they actually took it out of the game. <laughs> they they left. They got bored. They got tired of waiting. <laughs> they were like, nobody, you guys aren't even worth assimilating anymore. Nobody's coming to visit. <laughs> Nobody's coming. All right, guys. Uh, curious question, Crush says, to everyone, my Tier 9 North Star, my, what? My Oh, my Tier 9 North Star is 17K. What's the cargo capacity of your North Star? Yeah, that's probably about right, Crush. It's not an overnight mining ship. Like, it's not a set-and-forget ship, okay? 17K is probably about right. Your protected of that is probably even lower, okay? So, uh, again, it's an active miner. Sit and babysit it, but you'll mine crazy, crazy fast, okay? Crazy, crazy fast. Uh, Any other last questions before we move on from mining? Guys, there's my synopsis. The North Star is your best friend for active wartime mining. What did Scopely teach me from Target Practice 3? He taught, uh, Scopely taught me and therefore taught you guys that there will come a day when people are blowing your miners off nodes and ROE be damned. You hear me? Snake eyes, get ready to clip it. Mark my words. There will come a time soon when nobody's going to care about your ROE. Nobody's going to care that you were not zero and, and not over cargo. There is going to come a time when no one gives a flying fart about your miners. Are you going to do, you got two choices, okay? You got two choices on that day. One, whine about it, quit and give up. Quit the game. I don't know. I don't want you to do that, but that's a choice. Put up a shield and throw go, up a sh- uh, well, location. Quit. Okay, yeah, throw up a shield and go away for seven days and wait it out. Okay, fine, but you're stalling your own progression. Mine par steel. Mine par steel. Okay. 
Because nobody cares about your purse, still. Yeah, if somebody's hunting miners, they're still going to hit your purse. Oh, they do. They do. They don't care. As if it's <laughs> OCOP, it's gone. Oh, my gosh. You guys are cracking me up. Complain to DJ. Never give up. Never surrender. Go mine trite. Come listen to the podcast. Buy packs. All right? Or adapt. Use the strategy and the mechanics in this game to make yourself better. Use the education that's around you. Use the resources that are around you and make yourself better. Okay? So much better, Wham. Thank you. Also, watch the in-game mining tutorial put out by Scopely. The in-game mining tutorial is extremely helpful, guys. Does anybody happen to have a screenshot of that? <laughs> Please tell me somebody's got it. I know somebody has it. Somebody Literally has to have it. Literally not in the tutorial anywhere. There is a tutorial. Not tuto- even in the start. There is. There absolutely. Yes, there is. Hold on, gosh. Somebody. Oh, I need to find it now. Oh, is gosh. That the mining is dangerous post. Thank you. Yes, somebody. Oh, mining is dangerous. There's yeah. your mining there's no tutorial. tutorial for it. Th- thank you, <laughs> Assimilated Fox. There is your warning, ladies and gentlemen. Scopely does not give a crap about your alliance's ROE. Five minutes on a zero node fair warning. Okay. <laughs> That's not a mechanic of the game. You're not going to go up to a node and set a timer for five minutes before it's going to allow you to attack. Okay? There is your tutorial. Mining is a dangerous activity, and your ship could be attacked by other players. Be on the lookout for enemy ships. Are you now, sure you want to mine it, anyway? Well, didn't Panic say in something that they were talking about ships auto-returning after a zero node? Like, he, wasn't that in one of your state of the games? He said that that's something that the team has considered. Me, personally, I don't like that mechanic. <laughs> but I like blowing up blue ships. Uh, so that's me. All right. And and if that mechanic were introduced, I, I'd have no problem with it. I'm not going to jump for joy, but I'd have no problem with it. If that mechanic gets introduced, and I know that the team is looking at it, but at this point I have no idea whether or not that will ever be implemented. No clue. They haven't given me indication one way or another. Okay? Big deal. Big deal. It's a zero node. If you are zero, there's not a warship in the game, for the most part, that can't kill a miner, for the most part, comparable level. So you lose a miner if you're not paying attention. Just like you lose out on event rewards if you're not paying attention. Just like you don't get the best stuff if you're not an early player. I mean, this stuff has a common theme, guys. It's very common. Okay? Forex says, I like going away from keyboard with ships in a system and shields down. You dag on straight, I do. Yesterday, I sent a ship to Ursfa three times to do my dailies, but I got distracted with something else, came back, <laughs> dead. <laughs> okay. And guess what? I guess how many pieces of fan mail I sent out yesterday? Zero. Because it's my fault. I understand the mechanics of the game. I'm not going to yell at somebody else for blowing up my idle warship. Does it cost me resources? Yes. Was it my fault? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dirt says, good, you're not a hypocrite. Nope, I'm not. If I get blown up, I get blown up. Okay? If I get blown up, I get blown up. If I get blown up outside of ROE, I'm still not going to send you hate mail. I'm just going to take care of business. Gregor, do you send hate mail if somebody blows you up, or you just go take care of business? I don't even know how the chat works in the game. There you I hope you do a show about that someday. <laughs> All right. He's just going to go take care of business. 
All right, guys, let's take a break. We're, we're almost out of time. When we come back, we'll do our final round of Battleship, and uh, we'll wrap up with any questions and uh, get ready to head on out of here as we celebrate the remainder of our Mother's Day. Guys, my name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official educational podcast. We'll be right back. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Snotties, the tissues that are 20% booger than Kleenex. It's the comedy tour that's got audiences everywhere staying home. Introducing the pandemic kings of comedy. Yeah, priest, a rabbi, and a Buddhist walk into a bar. They get arrested. Laughter has never been on a roll like this. Is that a roll of smuggled toilet paper in your pocket, or you're just happy to see me? Oh! Joke so fierce, you'll have to stay at least six feet away. Why did the chicken cross the road? Because there was another chicken on his side he didn't want to get breathed on. Talk about foul play. The (laughs) Pandemic Kings of Comedy, coming soon to an empty theater near you for more reasons than one. I'm killing up here. Probably shouldn't have sneezed. Hell! Seen the skyline of New York City, fireflies in Tennessee. Sipped a little shine from a paper sack that'll knock the horns off a Cadillac. I must have sat on a dozen islands, watched the sun sink into the sea. Been there, done that, got the t shirt and hat. But my favorite place to be is here. Welcome in. You and me ain't good to be alive. Ain't no better place. Ain't no better You know, I, I say that that's my buddy, Kenny Chesney. <laughs> I have actually met Kenny Chesney. I don't know if he would consider us to be buddies, but I have met him and I've talked to him, and he's a super cool guy. And there is off his latest album that actually just dropped this past week, and I'm really digging it, guys. It's called Here and Now, and there is Kenny Chesney. Welcome in. My name is Ultimate DJs, and this is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Welcome in to the show, ladies and gentlemen, even if you are logging in right now. You are logging in at the tail end, but that's all right. You're still in time for one or two more features. Guys, I do have some news to share. Um, A couple of promos, if we will, Snake Eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, this was uh, snapped on us impromptu and very late notice. Panic will be with us on Wednesday. Panic will be with us on Wednesday, and therefore it will be a showtime like today. 1 o'clock Eastern Time, 1 o'clock Eastern Time in the United States, Community Manager Panic will be here on this show Wednesday at 1 o'clock. Okay, it's a little bit earlier than normal, but a lot has happened, right? So Panic will be here on Wednesday, and he's going to talk to us about Borg Arc 4 and uh, some other upcoming items uh, coming throughout the game. That's this coming Wednesday at 1 o'clock. Community Manager Panic and uh, Community Manager De Oji Gala, as per usual, will be joining. Uh, how long should we budget for that podcast? We're going to shoot for our normal 90 minutes to two hours thing. I have Panic for 90 minutes. I got panic for 90 minutes, so we'll probably be on the air about two hours ourselves. That starts at 1 o'clock. Okay. Uh, other promotions, of course, Battleship is underway. If you're listening in podcast form right now, you need to scroll down in the episode description. Click on the link for our website, which is www.talkingtrekstfc.online. What are you going to do once you get there? Anything you want. 
Okay, You're going to look on the left-hand side, and you're going to see a list of all of our patrons. You're also going to see a link for a button on how to become a patron if you would like to do so. And we're going to thank those players coming up here in just a moment. If you feel so inclined, if you feel like, and let me just say this, and, and I've said it a couple of times, I, I am not going to get on here for an entire show and, and fundraise and, and try to get pledges and all this or that. If you feel that this show is sufficiently educational or sufficiently entertaining, that it's something that you can spare a couple of dollars for to continue it going, and just show your support, please, by all means, feel free to make your donation. If you don't, that's okay too. All right, the show goes on. We are here. All right, the research shall continue. All right, uh, Snake Eyes and I actually spent a little bit of time this past week looking at ways to improve bandwidth performance and audio quality within Discord. And uh, we've got a couple of things that, that we're potentially working on for you guys. Okay, so uh, that's coming up. What else can you do on the website? You can visit our merchandise store and get some cool, goofy swag. Okay, t shirts and yoga pants and blankets and couch pillows and coffee mugs and cell phone cases and tank tops and uh, neck garters and anything else that you would like to have. Uh, there's probably something in there. Thank you, Shade, for that. There's some cool stuff in there. Get in there and enjoy some of that merchandise. And it is quality merchandise. I've gotten some of it here myself. And, uh, and it's not expensive, guys. We intentionally kept the markups very, very down, very, very low. Okay. Uh, there's also a PayPal link there if you'd like to use that. Um, and an Amazon on link where I will make no uh, no fuss about it. I, yes, I do get a cut, okay? But no, you don't spend any more money. If you come to my website and just click on my Amazon link before you do your normal everyday Amazon shopping, we'll get a cut of that. You don't pay anything extra. I'm taking Amazon's money and you should be okay with that, okay? Jeff Bezos is a very rich man. He can give Talking Trek our cut. <laughs> okay? Use our link and go on into Amazon to do your normal everyday shopping. All right. You're also going to find an archive of every show ever produced from Talking Trek. All right. So if you're looking for something, and like this past week, someone asked me, how do I dual reputation? No problem, buddy. Here are two episodes that you need to check out. Here's the first one. Here's the second one. Listen to them in order, and you will know how to dual reputation. I guarantee it. It's like the one, two, three, how-to guide. I guarantee if you listen to this show, you will learn something. I guarantee it. Promise. Guaranteed. 1,000% or your money back. And we have socks. We have Talking Trek socks. So, uh, yeah, uh, we got socks, and, and uh, you can buy socks. Gregor, how's your sock supply going? Have you gotten your new socks yet? I, I haven't, actually. They're still, they're still uh, in shipping right now. They're in shipping. Yeah, the Talking so, Trek merch store has been. I'm about to have a sockpocalypse. <laughs> sockpocalypse. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Uh, guys, and of course, the final link that you're going to see on our website is that to join this Discord. Join this Discord because not only will you get access to the live shows, you're going to get access to research and data that we provide when we're not on the air, all right? Because I do still talk to these guys. And not only that, you'll get to interact with these guys. There's a ton of super-duper smart people in here. Very smart people in here, okay? Where do you think I get all this content? I didn't write this game. All right, and I'm not the best at math. I'm pretty good, but I'm not the best. All right, there's people in here that know more than I do. Okay, get in here, pick these guys' brains, and you're going to learn something. Plus, you'll be eligible to win prizes. You have to be in our Discord to play Battleship. If you're not uh, in our Discord right now, join. If you are in our Discord and have not registered in the Battleship War Room, you must do that. 
you got to do that, okay? After this episode is over, we're going to pick two more winners to play off air, and they will have an opportunity to guess a coordinate, okay? If you're not registered in the war room, you will not have an opportunity to play. Snake Eyes, do we have anything else? I believe that's about it. The biggest one, Panic and Gala are going to be here this coming Wednesday. That is three days, uno, dos, tres, from today. They're going to be here, okay? There we go. Anything else? Anything else? Anything else? Anything else? Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's wrap up the show and play our final installment of Battleship Talking Track. All right, time for the game. Let's see who it's going to be. We have had one miss here today on the show. We've had one winner altogether. Can we make a second winner right now? Let's find out. Eighty-four contestants in the room for a Sunday afternoon. Not too awful bad. Thank you all so very much for being here. Let's see who uh, Vita's bot picks out to Shirley. Shirley, to goodness, you're going to take home a prize. The next player should get a prize. <laughs> Let's see who it's going to be. Karkin. Karkin, congratulations to you, Karkin. Yes. Karkin says yes. Karkin is excited. Karkin sounds like he knows what he's going to guess, and he feels... I I think Karkin should give up his uh, selection to a mother for Mother's Day. Oh. <laughs> I second that motion. Karkin, I... J7 is my hit. <laughs> <laughs> Karkin wow. is like, I wow. am I am not... You just that said a big F you out to all mother. <laughs> it had been Father's Day for sure, but you know what, mother? <laughs> that was brutal. That was hilarious. You are terrible. All right, let's uh, let's enter the coordinates here. Let's get it on here. All right. <laughs> God, that was so funny, Karkin. All right. Uh, what was your guess, please, sir? What did you say? Uh, J7, I see, is probably the best bet. All right. He says J7. It's a 50-50 shot, Karkin. It could be a miss. Yeah. It could, it could be, be a hit. J7. Let's find out. J7. Juliet. Seven. Target acquired. Hey, that sounds like a hit, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, that is a hit right there. That was a hit, ladies and gents. J7, mark it on your board, Karkin. Congratulations to you, sir. That is a hit. However, the ship has not yet been sunk. That makes me happy. The ship has not yet been sunk. So I'm still not going to tell you what it is. Yeah, so it was definitely not the USS Franklin. All right, it's not the USS Franklin. It's got to be something else. You've gotten two hits on it, and the ship has not been sunk. So there you are. Karkin, you win a prize, though, regardless. And your prize consists of 300 three-star materials of your choice, or we'll uh, throw in a little added bonus for you, and we will offer you 300 independent credits. What will your choice be? Crystal. 
You're going to take the three-star crystal. Karkin. Karkin has taken the three-star crystal. Congratulations to you, sir. Thank you very much for being a player on Talking Trek Live and Battleship. Yes. No, it is. Uh, it's mom is so proud of him. It's 300. It's 300. Dur, here's what we did. It, I'm going to call her right now and tell her I won. It may have originally. I don't know. See, originally we were going to tell people what ship it was. And that was going to determine your prize. Instead, what we have done is we took the entire prize pool and leveraged it out over all 12 hits. So every hit, no matter what ship it is, is 300. Okay, That way it was fair for somebody who might have hit the Franklin. But we're also not going to tell you what ship it is until it's sunk. So every hit, no matter what ship, is going to win their choice of 300 uncommon material or 300 indie credits. And then when you sink the ship is when you're going to get uh, the bag of goodies for that ship. Okay. Um, yeah. Unless you sink it. If you, you sink hit? it, if you sink it, you don't get the 300 indies. You're going to get whatever prize is available for sinking the ship. You don't get both. You don't get both. But why, yet. when you hit, don't you get to go again? Just like in real battleship. <laughs> that, it, you, that's not how it works in real battleship, actually, sir. What? That's not how it works in real battleship. You make a hit. Sure it's, it is. No, it's the next person's oh, turn. Cool. You, you switch. You switch. No, no, no. If you hit, you get to keep room. going. No, you don't get to keep going. No, don't. What kind of janky <laughs> battleship did you play as a kid? <laughs> the fair, sound normal like, way. Sounds like a dollar one. store battleship. I didn't like play. The instructions I, weren't printed out. Yeah, I didn't play entitled kid battleship. I played Milton Bradley battleship. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. Battle boat. I, I think you were electronic battle one. Boat or oh, something. you know what? Yes, mine was the Walmart version. They called it Battle Boat. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Well, guys, thank you also very, very much, uh, Gregor. Of course, thank you for being here. Happy uh, Mother's Day to you, Mr. Mom. I appreciate uh, everything that uh, you have done for the show. Thank you to all moms everywhere of any style, type, or variety. Congratulations, and thank you for being moms on this special day. To all Mr. Moms out there, you're not forgotten by this guy, okay? I understand and value the Mr. Moms out there. Thank you for what you do for your family, and thank you all for the community for being here and hanging out with us on this beautiful Sunday afternoon, this Mother's Day. I want to say a very special thank you to all of our gold patrons. Guys, thank you so very, very much. Gregor, thank you uh, for being a gold patron. Gallus Pet, Venkman, I Beglin, Big Country, Trash Panda, thank you for being a gold patron of the show. Uh, Hank, thank you. The Airlock You Go, Chuck's Grunt, Pops, Dark Lord, and the Big Rob. Thank you guys so much very much for your gold sponsorship. Stevens Aaron, Morath, JB, Ahab, Energy, Fukum, thank you guys for being gold patrons of Talking Trek. Hi, I bombed you. Thorn, Virtual Army, Wardot, Cobra, Battalion, Jaybird, Assimilated Fox, and Morgul. Thank you guys so very much. DJ Gurr, Red 2, Anhani, Just Skippy, Aceus, Azrael, Dunk, and I would like to welcome our two newest gold patrons, Bojack and Ape. Thank you guys so very, very much for your contributions. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It means the world. To become a part of the Patrons Club, visit our website at www.talkingtrekstfc.online. All right? And uh, get a couple of cool perks. Like today, here in just a minute, we're going to hop on down into the after party room and we're going to hang out for a little bit. All right? Just answer some more questions. Maybe uh, talk a little bit about something goofy. Have a little bit of fun. Just cut loose and enjoy ourselves on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. My name is Ultimate DJs, and I thank you for being here. Talking Trek is a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across all major podcast platforms. 
Guys, that's it. Panic going to be here Wednesday. Don't forget about that. Come by and check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay? We're going to have all kinds of good questions for him about the Borg, and it's all right here on your favorite Talking Trek, your favorite Star Trek Fleet Command podcast. It's with me, Ultimate DJs. Love you, mean it. Happy Mother's Day. See you on Wednesday. Love you, mean it. Bye-bye.